What's up, everyone? Welcome back. Episode 13. Chris Naram, how are you doing? I'm excellent, David. Excellent, excellent. It's been a great week. Yeah, so far. It's been a good week. It's kind of flying by, someone say. Well, it's only Tuesday, so... Yeah, that's true, but it's already a dump. No, it's the fun stuff. Once you hit Wednesday, you're good, because then there's football on Thursday. I would say after you get past Wednesday, then we're good. Tomorrow's the big day? Yeah. Day. That's fair. Then it's Thursday, Friday. Who works on those two days? Just kidding. Uh, yeah. I work well, on those days. Yeah, just in case someone's watching. You had to... <laughs> yeah, just make sure they know. Yeah, he, yeah. But yeah, there it is. Is your hand heavy yet? It feels weird. I will say it does feel... I keep touching it and like I almost want to shake it off, but Don't it's not do going that. off. That wouldn't be a good idea. Yeah, so there it is. But... Uh, for, I, those, for those of you that didn't listen last week, David got married. I did get married. It was a good time. Thank you for everyone who showed up. It was a good time. So, there it was. Was there a number one highlight of the weekend? Um, Number one highlight. That's tough. I think it was just fun to see everybody. I haven't seen a lot of those people very often. And I think the dancing was a good time. It's always fun. My voice kind of hurts, but... Oh, yeah. I mean, there, yeah. Yeah, so if we're a little raspy today, that's why. Yeah. I mean, it was crazy. I guess I never even thought about it, but there was so much drink spilled on the dance floor. So many drinks. Uh, The whole dance floor was just wet. Yeah, not to call you out, but you definitely spilled a full drink. No, 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 no. That was... No, no, no. I spilled it. Yeah. But I will say this right now. (laughs) You spilled it. No, I spilled it. That's what I said. But the reason I spilled it was because uh, KK, who's one of Alyssa's good friends from softball... Her boyfriend hit my arm in the air, and I threw it up, and I tried to catch it. I was literally, my shirt was soaked after that. <laughs> yeah. And he looked at me, and he was like, I'm so sorry. Like, I owe you a drink. And I was like, well, the drinks are free, so I'm just going to go The drinks are free or on me. Yeah. So. so when I dropped that, I, I don't want to blame people, but like, it was actually not me. Okay. But I did get out of there very quickly. I was like, I got to get out of here. And it was dead center of the dance floor. Dead center. But and it fine. was a full drink. Yes. It wasn't half drink. Yep. Yep. But that's but all right. We're here. All right. Let's jump into episode 13, Minnesota Minutes. Yeah, Minnesota Minute. Minnesota Vikings beat the Falcons last week. A uh, huge game for us. They play at home against the Saints. Gophers, tough loss to Illinois. They play at Purdue this Saturday, 2.30. Timberwolves kind of heating up. Three-game win streak. They're playing the Pelicans, Spurs, and the Warriors coming up. Minnesota Wild, they're currently sitting at 4, 5, and 2. They're playing the Islanders tonight. Then they play the Rangers and the Sabres. And then go for basketball. Kicked off Monday beating Bethune-Cookman. They play UTSA on Friday. They're heating up. So we'll talk college basketball later. Uh, While we're on the topic of Minnesota, the Timberwolves, I was at the game against the Celtics. Electric atmosphere. Yeah. Uh, we so there's four teams in the NBA that have one loss. Nuggets. Yep. Celtics. Yep. Oh, I don't know the rest. The Mavericks and the, the Mavericks Six, and the Seventy Sixers. What we beat? Didn't we beat the Nuggets? We beat. Yeah, that's a, that's exactly where I was going with this. Yeah. We've beaten two of the te- two of the four teams that only have one loss up to this point. Some would say we're so. Yeah. I mean, they're both at home and we're undefeated at home, but that doesn't take away the fact that there's only four teams with one loss, and we beat two of them. So it's pretty good. And there are they are consensusly is that a word? I'll go with it. They're they're consensus Consensus. top five teams in the league, both of them. So like, 
the boys are kind of coming a little bit. Yeah. I mean, it definitely helps to play at home. We play way better at home. Mm-hmm. Night and day better at home. So. Yep. But still can't take away the fact that we beat them. Yeah, it's good. Good wins. Good wins. All right, let's jump into roundtable. What do you want to start with? You want to go? Well, with... I'm going quick with the NFL. There's another okay. score, Gami. I mean, this just keeps happening. Which we makes thought no it was. Sense. We thought it was going to be what Done. a month. No, I th- I I think I said that it was going to be uh one in like a month. Yeah, I, I'll say I'm this. Pretty sure. I don't know how. Like it was the Bucks versus the Texans, 39-37 Texans. It's the <laughs> 1,080th unique score. I mean, at this point, you guys better just be ready for a scoregami roundtable every week, dude. But that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> I, I I just I don't know. It seems like the last three weeks we've had one, which is crazy. But the last two for sure. 39-37 is kind of a crazy score. And the reason it probably happened yeah, is because the kicker score. got hurt for the Texans, so they had to keep either going for two, but then right. ended up also kicking a field goal, kicking a field goal <laughs> yeah. which was great. But he made it. Yeah, Dara Goomba Wale. Yeah, love so, it. There it is. Okay, uh, what do you want to do next? No, go for it. Go Co- on. College football? Go for it. Okay. College football, which will then go right into college basketball. Yeah. Um, James Madison. Yeah, they're undefeated nine and zero. Yeah, they they were ranked. Well, they might. Well, that that not we're not quite there yet. Uh, they're nine and zero, and they have a postseason ban. Mm-hmm. Transition period FCS to FBS. Yep. They're undefeated though. Um, and so they recently appealed to the NCAA. Yeah. That their uh, postseason ban gets trimmed from two years to one year to be bowl eligible. So they're not postseason eligible. Mm-hmm. So right now, if they if the season ended, they wouldn't be able to play in the Sun Belt Championship, right? Because mm-hmm. they're not postseason eligible. Right. So they uh, they sent in a letter to the NCAA with support for from their conference that said. Hey, like we want them to be bowl eligible, mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, but if you didn't see, last week was the first college football playoff rankings, right? Last week. Yeah, last week was yeah. So we changed from what? What did we use before that? AP. It was like the AP coaches. Or the we coaches, use yeah. we use the A the AP poll, I think, before the college football playoff comes. Then we just randomly switch it. So, James Madison is ranked in the AP poll still at number 21. Yeah. But because they're not postseason eligible, they're not even listed on the college football playoff rankings. Yeah. So, the rankings that we use, in quotes, they're not even listed on, even though they're literally undefeated in their second season of FBS football because they're not postseason eligible because of this stupid transition period that... You'll know if you listened last year, we talked about in college basketball, it comes up literally every year right. because it's the dumbest thing. And now, who would have thought that it was a thing in football? I didn't even know that. And now it's literally a thing for a, an undefeated team that should be bowl eligible. Like, they, I mean, they're 9-0. and They would be in a pretty decent bowl. Decent bowl. Yeah. Well, and I think, I mean, if they go on to win their the rest of their games, 11-0, and 12-0, yeah, I mean, I, I think I've had my opinion That's about it. I, I don't, it doesn't make sense. It's so dumb. Where if you're going from a lesser, whatever, the Division. FBS, 
Like, if you're going from a lesser to a more, why are you getting a ban? Like, that's harder. Mm -hmm. So if you're able to go do that, that is significantly harder than going the other way. Exactly. If you're going the other way, sure, I can understand. But also, two years, like, that doesn't even make sense. So you have a ban for two years. So these kids that were sophomores last year, now are juniors and seniors, will never get to play in a bowl game? I don't, I don't get it. An FBS bowl game, yeah. An FBS bowl game. I just, it doesn't make sense. It's like, okay... Like you said, I think it does happen a lot more frequently in basketball, at mm -hmm. least quote unquote more frequently. Yeah. Football is not as common, especially to have a team that goes to like this, like James Madison, and then dominates. Yeah. They are. Yeah. I think most teams, it's like, okay, well, they're going to take a few years to then progress and get recruits, and then they'll be okay. But, yeah. I dumb. Think it's stupid. So dumb. Stupid. But transitioning now into same thing with James Madison, they beat Michigan State. Shout out Andrew Novak. Uh, opening night, Monday, I believe. For college basketball. College yeah. basketball. Michigan State was ranked number four in the nation. It's the first time that a top five team has lost their opening game to an unranked opponent since Kentucky lost at home in 2001. It's over 20 years. It's a long time. It just is, it just is, it just is crazy to me. I mean, it's like those games are literally should be cakewalk games. But... I don't know, man. You got some good athletes that are at random schools nowadays. Yeah. I'm not saying James. I mean, I don't really know James Madison's basketball schedule or roster. But I mean, they got a lot of good athletes because they're undefeated in football, too. Yeah. They're so, dominating. James Madison, where is located? In Virginia. Virginia. Yeah. Good job. Is I mean, very good at sports. People should start listening to this if they want a geography lesson because they learned where Bethune-Cookman was last week. Yeah. I didn't even know. Yeah. So that's crazy. It's crazy, though. I mean, it is crazy where it's a cakewalk, and obviously it's a long season, so we'd rather get the losses out now, but definitely eye-opening. Yeah. I don't want to Not something you want, you're expecting. Yeah. Uh, I have one NBA very quickly. Yeah, go for it. Um, the rookie of the year race. Okay. I mean, we're seven games in. Okay. So it's that. obviously very early. Yeah. Uh, Wembenyama is, I mean... The odds-on favorite, easily. Yeah, 100%. Right. Uh, however, just to give you guys an update. So, Chet Holmgren was the number two pick the year prior. And then got hurt. But then got hurt, was mm -hmm. out the whole year. So, technically, he's still in the running for Rookie of the Year. Listen to the stats. Seven. So, they both played seven games. Okay. They're both tall, lean, uh, athletic players yep. that will likely make their marks mostly on points, rebounds, and blocks. Yep. Those Defensive, are probably yeah. the three categories. So, seven games for both of them. Chet has scored 119 points. Okay. Wembenyama has scored 136. So, Wembenyama scored 17 more points. Okay. Uh, Chet has 56 rebounds. Okay. Wembenyama has 59. So, pretty much the same. Basically the same. Yep. Yeah. Chet has 17 blocks. Okay. Waimanyama has 18. Literally the same. Yeah. Okay. So the only difference is 17 points in seven games. That's about two points per game. Wait, do they not? Did they not have assists? Uh, they they did, but there? I didn't put it in there. Got it. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's crazy. I think obviously Waimanyama going into the year touted as one of the highest prospects slash potentially ever. Potentially, yeah. I mean, compared to the chosen one, LeBron, but. I do think it is crazy because I think Chet Holmgren, though, last year before getting hurt was also 
very highly touted to be very good. Yeah. And he plays on a good team that has a lot of good players in OKC, and he's a good player. Mm-hmm. And, like, he plays the same style as that where he can shoot. He's a good rebounder. He can also block, like you said. It's just, I don't know. It would take a lot for Wenbanyama not to win it. I think the storyline has to be there because then it's like they've, they've – the NBA and ESPN and everyone or whatever has – touted this man so highly that it's You're like right. unless something happens or hypothetically whatever if their numbers are so similar like this Wemby Young is winning it. I'm sorry he just is that's yeah, how no, it's going no I agree it's but. it's it's been interesting to just like watch, box score watch Wemby because yeah. he's playing like 21 to 26 minutes a game he's not playing that much well no. I mean he's playing a decent not, not, no no it? not really at all yeah but not, I think there's I mean I would say Chet is probably like low 30s, and Wembenyama is like low to mid 20s. So do you think that plays a part in the like, like do you think people take that into consideration when thinking about working? They're like, well, you probably played, not. You played one third more minutes than me. No, I don't so think so. So it doesn't matter. And but and and I mean, there's other category, uh, other like trophies or whatever awards mm-hmm. that probably take into consideration more the success of a team but i feel like rookie of the year is not really like that because yeah. everybody expects the rookie of the year to be on a terrible team right that's why they got a the number pick. one pick yeah, yeah. or like in a top five pick so yeah. i mean it'll be interesting to, see, to watch those i think i mean if one of those two doesn't get it then it's a complete shock but, yeah i think like we said i think it would have to come down to an injury for one of them not to win it. Right. Which you don't want. So it's like And it's almost like both of them would have to get injured if one of them doesn't won't win it. Right, because the other guys that probably are in would the rankings easily. are not yeah, exactly. on the same level. So interesting. So if you're a second year guy but you, you don't, don't play the whole first year, yeah. You're eligible. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Cool. Do you know who else was that happened to? Recently? Uh fairly recently. I, not in like the last two three years, but in the last ten. Did he win it that next year, and the year after he I came back? I think so. Um, Don't quote me on that, but I think so. I have no idea. Is he a superstar? Um, is he a all? You would have expected him to be coming out. Um, oh, but he's not. Um, he's had a very average, year. interesting career. Um, I'm gonna go with. I'm trying to think of even players that would even be up for that. A very highly dra- uh, regarded draft prospect? John Wall. Nope. Mm. Uh, big guy or little guy? Uh, he's pretty big in stature. What position does he play? Um, he plays a number of positions. Oh my god, was this LeBron James? Not LeBron. <laughs> Not LeBron. I have no idea. Who is it? It's Ben Simmons. Ah. Okay. I mean, tell me I told you a lie. No. Ben Simmons, though? Ben Simmons, I don't know. Ben Simmons probably is going to make a comeback at some point. Oh, uh, he's averaging basically like 10 rebounds and like 10 points Yeah. Well, this year. So That's probably his cap on points because bro still probably can't shoot. But That's pretty Yeah, he's decent. a big guy that can run the points. So, yeah, he is a very highly touted guy. Number one re- recruit in the country. Yeah. Number one draft pick he's seven foot can play point yeah so the only thing he can't do is shoot 
But with that, let's move on to seltzers. Yeah, we're going to the seltzers. We're going to the pack. I'll hold uh, that we're trying something called Shore Break Hard Seltzer. Two grams of carbs, 5% alcohol, 100 cals on the dot. This flavor is raspberry lemongrass. Has a little beach chip. Ah. Uh, take a take a stroll. God damn. That was a nice little crack. Oh, it smells good. You can smell it from the get-go. Um, oh my gosh, that's bubbly. Wasn't it uh press that was a lemongrass? Or was that not? Uh, what was the one that we really liked, like towards the beginning? It was well, it was definitely a press, but was it something grass? Lemongrass? I don't know if it was lemongrass. Uh, lemon uh, and then the other kind is just a classic strawberry and kiwi. I don't know. So they went hard on one of them and strawberry and kiwi. I can already tell. I, I like it. I know which one I'm gonna like better out of these two. Yeah, you're not a strawberry kiwi guy. Not really. It's not even strawberry kiwi. It's strawberry and kiwi. Which one do you think is gonna be more prevalent, the strawberry or the kiwi? I think the strawberry is. Yeah, I think Always so too. Is. Always. Yeah. That's why I came first. Cool cans, though. It's like you're chilling on a beach. Taking a break at the shore. Okay. Oh, I see what you did there. Yeah, bang, bang. I wonder where it's from. The price doesn't look Canned can. and manufactured by Peter Merritt in Germany. Peter what? Uh, Peter Mertis. KG Winkelhofer. This is German? That's interesting. I don't know, Florida. No, product of Germany. This is right there. Huh. That's now what wow. I We're going back to our Oktoberfest roots. <laughs> this is literally the oh, whole... Oh, shit. I don't remember which one was which. This is what we're doing the whole time. I believe it's these two. This one's strawberry kiwi, and okay. this one's raspberry lemongrass. So raspberry lemongrass. Look at this thing. That is clear as water. When you saw it come out of the can, though, the amount of sparkles and bubblers that it had... Let me give you give it a little shake. With no little black dots. Yeah, did you stop eating your... Uh, nope, I'm still every day. Oh. Okay. Okay, initial thoughts. Uh, very smooth. Not a lot of carbonation, to be honest at all. I don't taste a lot of carbonation. It goes down very smoothly. Mm-hmm. If I'm being 100% transparent... Really, a ton of flavor. There's not a little ton. hint, but not really a lot. So it's very easy to drink. It's almost like it's like a uh, kind of similar to like a flavored water in a way, where it's just got like that hint of water, hint of flavor. Yeah. But I don't know. I think it's okay. I think it's easy to drink. I just do definitely wish there was more flavor to do it. Do you I get think. the uh, raspberry lemongrass flavor? Uh, I get a little bit of raspberry. I don't know what lemongrass is. Probably just a hint of lemon but i think it's okay i, I mean the car there's literally when you taste it the carbonation is just not there it's very easy to drink in my eyes yeah it's it's uh it's hard for me to give it a high score because there's just not a lot that feels like it there's to it like not a lot of gusto from this guy yeah, side effects of lemongrass. Uh, have you ever seen those like 
uh, water dispensers that you can put flavor in the water and you can also make it if it's carbonated or still. Like a water, wait, what? Like a water dispenser kind of thing, but you can choose if you want flavored water, non-flavored water, and like carbonated water versus still water. Oh, I've never seen the ones that you can make it different water. I know I know what you're talking about with like the like flavored water we have or whatever. That work. Oh, see we don't have that. We're not that fancy. Okay. You have a bar. Well, yeah, that's not fancy. Uh, you can have a bar. But anyways, <laughs> so there's this they added this one new one that you can literally do flavor. You can do different temperatures of water. So Oh my get very, out of here. Very hot, hot cold room and then i think there's one other one and then what? and then you can do sparkling or non-sparkling so okay. sparkling or still okay there's like five different flavors but then you can also add caffeine electrolytes or a vitamin mix which is like b6 uh zinc i think was listed i don't know there's like four or five different vitamins that were listed wait what and so today it was very interesting because it was the first time that i've walked by it that it had everything in stock oh i'm not a big flavored water guy so i just get regular water but i did what temperature cold cold oh okay so do not okay keep going but so i did cold still water okay no flavor standard but i added electrolytes so what do you think it what do you think it tasted like water there was it was just a very very small hint but i feel like that's what i think of when i think of lemongrass that's how i'm yeah that's how i'm circling this all back yeah did you know just a tiny little bit of lemon lemongrass contains quercetin prevents heart disease it also reduces cholesterol and it also uh helps treatment for skin conditions and fungal infections, and one study found that lemongrass extract effectively reduces the toxicity, tox, toxicity, toxicity, toxicity. There's mm-hmm. way too many vowels in there of E. coli and bacterial infections. So, in other words, so if you're backed up, you're not feeling great, you're not you got some something going on, or if you just want to be healthy, yeah, it, anti, which, antioxidants. Drink, this is crazy. Drink these shore breaks, baby. Yeah. They don't taste like alcohol. They're only 5%. Have one at work. Have one after the gym. Have one whatever. I mean, the flavor just ain't there, though. But we're not we're not supporting drinking at work. Unless you're it's after hours. No, I, I'm not saying during hours. Hey, you never know. You never know. Well, I, I yeah. I actually should. Yeah. Thank you for clarifying. I do know our audience who yeah. likes to crack a cold one once in a while. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think they're fine, and I think I wish they were a little better with flavor. I just they don't have a lot of flavor in my eyes. All right, so At least this one doesn't. What are you gonna give it? I'm giving it a six flat. Okay. That's like my that's my like rating where it's like eh, just say because make- it's like I, I like them and I think I could drink a lot of them because they're easy to drink, but like they just don't have any flavor. Mm-hmm. So. I'm I'm gonna give it a four nine. Which is around my pretty my standard if there's no flavor. Yes, yeah, it's kind of just like run of the mill, no flavor, right around a five. Yeah, this is four nine because there's no flavor. And what make I will say what makes them a little bit better than just your normal I guess I would say is they're like I said they're so easy to drink. Mm-hmm. 
Like they don't have the carbonation. Like sometimes you get one stuff that has no flavor and the carbonation it's like, whoa. It's it's plenty easy to drink. There, there's just not really much to it. So it's kind of just like, so would you well, consider why am I drinking this? what you're drinking at work with your electrolytes? Is that what you're saying? This is similar, just no flavor. This has a little more flavor. Also, what, I have to ask, what? I don't want to call them psychopaths. Get water at room temperature. <laughs> well, uh, what? That's, that's what I drink in the morning. I guess. No it's ice, a, no it's actually it's actually better for you to start your day with room temperature water because you don't want to shock your system with cold water. So oh. typically what I'll do, fun fact for you, is fill up my water before bed okay. and then put it on my nightstand. I take a little drink before bed and then in the morning when I wake up, it's been sitting there all night and then I just drink the rest. Interesting. At room temperature, because you don't want to shock your system, but you want to get hydrated and get your body some water. Yeah. Okay. There so you there go. you go. So there it is. If you're looking for a little morning routine, it's not a bad way to do it. Yeah. Uh, but don't drink too much at night, because then you'll have to wake up. Go to the bathroom. Yeah. Uh, the next one is the strawberry and kiwi. All right. Yeah, you can definitely smell the strawberry. Yeah. Okay. Still. I mean, this one's not, I actually don't think it's bad. I can actually taste more flavor in this one than I could the last one. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know if the flavor is great. No, I don't think the flavor is great. I mean, you can definitely, though, like be like, hey, this, you can definitely taste the hints of strawberry. They're playing in South Dakota. Yeah, I think it's I think it's okay though. I mean, I don't I actually don't mind strawberry kiwi, so it's like for me, my score will probably be decently higher than yours. All right, what are you gonna? I'm give gonna it give like? it a six three though. I think it's I think it's better than the first one than the raspberry and lemongrass because it has I think a little bit more flavor, but I I still don't think it's that great. But there's just like it's the same thing. There's no carbonation. There's no nothing. It's easy to drink. So there you go. Yeah, I'm going to give it a 5-4. So I also think it's better. Wow. Just because it does have some flavor. flavor. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think the flavor is like, oh, that's so good. Yeah. Nothing so to rave home about. That's kind of, that's why. Yeah, 100%. But, I mean, not... Tough start to the pack. Tough start. I would say it's a decent start for you. I yeah, mean, I think it's good. 6-0, 6-3 for you, and I went 5-9-5. Or 4-9-5-4. Yeah. So, eh. It's an A so far. We'll see. Next week. There you go. Stay tuned. And that's Stay what tuned. they call a... And that's what they call a review. All right. Bang. Stay tuned. Okay, t- folks. Today, uh, we're talking college basketball. College basketball. We've been putting it off so that we could hit it all at the same time. Yep. We can hit it hard. We can do it all at once. Season started on Monday, as we mentioned and Dave mentioned earlier. Yeah. Michigan State's the first top 25 team to fall. Yeah. So we're going to run through the different conferences. How far do you think they'll fall? Uh, I think they'll fall to 12. 12. Fair. What do you think they'll fall to? I think 17. Really? Wow. I don't know. That number That's just stuck in my idea. head, but I don't think they deserve to be in the top 15. That's quite a ways. There's not one other team in the top 25 that the game was even close. Uh, there just wasn't. 
the closest one was probably USC, 13 points. And Kansas State is no slouch. Literally, there's not one game that was even close. Sorry. The North Carolina one wasn't like an absolute beatdown. 16? Yeah, it was a five-point game and a half. Yeah, 100%. That's why you play two halves. Mm-hmm. Okay, but anyway, so we're going to go through the the five major conferences. We'll touch on a few of the teams that aren't in those five major conferences uh, after that. Um, but just kind of talk through it, see who we like, see who should be uh, decent this year. Yeah, 100%. And we'll, uh, we'll go from there. So we're going to start with the ACC. Um, I think one thing that you'll notice through the different conferences is that it's really just comes down to which teams had guys that stayed mm-hmm. and which teams brought in transfers. Yeah, 100%. And that's kind of the name of the game. There's a few notable uh, freshmen that are coming in. At some big time programs, but I would say for the most part, it's going to come down to the guys that stayed and the guys that you transferred in. Yeah. I mean, I think when you look at the that's ACC. Not really saying, that's not really saying much, huh? The guys that stayed and the guys that transferred in. It's not a lot Not a lot left for imagination after that. Well, no, but I, th- I think there's The guys that are... played and stayed at the school and the guys that transferred in. So yeah. less guys that were already there, didn't play, and now they're making a big impact. Yeah, but I think it's That's also one of those things like there's always, for a lot of these conferences, being the Power Five, like they're all going to have incoming freshmen who are very good, but it just comes down to like, hey, are those freshmen going to be able to take that leap? I know they're very talented, but mm-hmm. the college basketball game always seems like it starts to... Like, it's just a lot faster than you think. You can be as talented as you yes, want. it is much faster. There's a lot of growing pains that go through it, so. And the other uh, change of pace, if you will, is a lot of states don't have a shot clock. And so whether you want to say it does or doesn't, it there is some getting used to playing with a shot clock. A yeah. lot of states are starting to move towards having shot clocks in high school basketball, yeah. which I think is good. Um, and will make the learning curve less in future years. But for now, there is some level of familiarity with shot clocks and not shot clocks, depending yeah. on what state they were in and just like how, where they played. Yeah, it is surprising, I think. It's even like the same thing. We had this discussion, I think it was last week, with college football. It's like... You're preparing these guys to go to the NFL. Like, that's the end goal. In in college basketball, you're preparing them to go to the NBA. The NBA has a shot clock, just like the NFL has microphones in the ears. Like, I I just don't get why you don't just replicate whatever the end goal is and do that. Okay, high school sure is a little different, but it's like you should be preparing them for the next step. So every school should have a shot clock. It makes no sense why some do and some don't. I don't get that. I think it's on its way there. I mean, there it probably gets into a lot more levels where it's like, oh, this stage is slower and this because of this and this and this. Yeah, sure. But anyways, okay, so ACC, uh, you got the big dogs with Duke, North yep. Carolina. Here's a question for you, though. So 
this is what I was thinking about the big question mark in this conference. Mm-hmm. Is North Carolina a big dog? Are they a powerhouse? Or is this the year that it's like, hey, you got to prove that you're a big dog? No, I think they are. And there always will be just because they're North Carolina. I mean, one, they're still blue blood. Yep. So they have the history. Well, you never lose your blue blood, blood stats, do you? I don't believe that's possible. That's never taken away from you? Nope. Okay. Um, but they are blue blood, so they have the history to fall back on. Okay. Uh, they also have a preseason All-American in Armando Baycott. Yep. Uh, who came back. Yeah. I think there was a lot of, um, if you want to call it drama last year with their team. Yeah. And a lot of strong personalities that were trying to all come together to a certain extent, but also were very focused on individual uh, performances. Yep. Okay. And so I think with Caleb Love transferring out, it'll help there. Come on. I think yeah. that will help. Yeah. Even though he was a talented player. Very I think that player. will help their team overall. Yeah. Camaraderie. Uh, yeah. And yeah. just like the overall feel of the team. Like you, if you have two guards and a big guy, there's just a lot of like trying to figure out roles and if people want to be the guy but mm-hmm. maybe shouldn't be the guy, yeah. then like I think this year – it will work out better for them. Yeah. Well, I think it'll be very interesting too when you look at this conference. Like, obviously Duke, because they also have a potential player of the year in Filipowski. And obviously bringing in a lot of good freshmen. But like, I think the biggest, like the interesting thing about this conference is like, this is Syracuse first year without Bayheim. Mm-hmm. First year. So like, how will they respond? Probably not well. I think they'll be a little down. They'll have to play usually a different defensive thing. But then it's like one of the teams, like you look at like a team like Miami, who's always seems to start out preseason ranked, kind of falls off, and then towards the NCAA tournament is like a team that you don't want to play first round because they're always good in the tournament. They always step it up come tournament time, and they kind of make that little push. But Miami just plays a fun style of offense that... Uh, they like to score. Yeah, it... It it's a it's a style that players want to play in because it gives you the freedom to kind of create plays and do things that maybe other programs aren't as keen on. Yep. But that's what makes it fun because mm-hmm. you have some room to uh, do some things that maybe you wouldn't be able to do otherwise. So I think it is a place that people will want to go plus i mean you're living in miami but (laughs) other than that i think you there are things within the basketball program that's like oh i want to go there because it gives me the freedom to kind of showcase my offensive talents yeah and you're playing in a conference that's obviously a very good conference so Mm -hmm. so out of all these teams in the acc yep how many teams do you think will make the college basketball tournament What's your um, projection? Well, it's prediction and projection. What's your prediction? Probably six. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say six or seven. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's going to be, I mean, honestly, most of these conferences that we're going to talk about today, Could teeter either it's going to be pretty tough to have like 
five or less. Yeah, no, 100%. I think all these power fives should have probably at least six. Exactly. Minimum. I mean, but, you have 30. Or you can make an argument for them. You got 32 uh, automatic qualifiers. Yep. And you got, that gives you 30, what is that, 36? 36 at large. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, most of the time, those 36 are split into these five team, five uh, conferences. Yeah, 100%. Well, I, I think that's the thing about it is like there's some kind of quote-unquote guarantees. It'll be very interesting. I mean, is Louisville ever going to be relevant again? They used to be. Not this year. No, yeah. no, 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 no. But They're it's like bad. you kind of look They're at it like, even like with Virginia. Like, is Virginia going to come back and be relevant? They lost some guys. They always play a different style. Like, you, we, we talked about Miami's a fun team to play for. Virginia is, like, the opposite in speed-wise. And... Uh, yeah, you got to be able to sit down and grind it out if you're going to go to Virginia. Right. And I think the biggest thing, too, where you look at it, where it's just like, there's some good players. I mean, there's some good players. Who's the kid that's uh, the uh, Pittsburgh kid? Is he back? Henson? Henson? Yes. He's back. He's a fun he player to watch. So, I don't know. I think there's a lot of good players out there. I think when you look at it, it's definitely Duke's confidence to lose. I think. They definitely have the most talent. Yeah. And they have the highest expectations. Um, I think it would probably be pretty tough for them to lose it. I think they'll lose probably, I don't know how many... ACC regular season. Do they make it through their conference two times? For their no, schedule? No, they can't. they can't. There's 20 teams. No, there's not 20 teams. There's like 16 teams, but that would be a lot. You're right. So, I mean, we'll just say what they played 20, uh, 20 conference So games. some of the teams they'll play twice. Correct, yeah, mm-hmm. and some they won't. Yeah. So we'll just say they play 20 conference games, right? They play... Uh, they play two-thirds of the teams two times, and they play a third of the teams one time. Okay. Um, I think they'll still lose probably three three to five, I think, is safe. But I would say I think they'll probably lose four. Okay. I would say they'll lose four games in the conference. Mm-hmm. Just because, I mean, at the end of the day, we're still talking college kids. Like, yeah. sometimes that's... Uh, harder to bring into the conversation when they're going to uh, they're going to Syracuse on a Wednesday night in January, right. and it's like, oh man, this stinks. We know they're gonna play zone, but like, so we won't be in any rhythm if we don't start out hot. Yeah, and it's a Wednesday night, and they got a paper due on Friday, and it's like. You know it. It's easy to forget that they have those other things, or like well, a, they have other responsibilities besides just showing right. up to play. It's easy to forget that. Yeah. So. So I think they'll lose four ish. Four. There you go. Should be a good conference. Always fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, I would say they've lost a little gusto compared to some other conferences in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, because I mean, there were years where it was like eight to ten teams locked into the conference oh, yeah, or easily. to the to the tournament easily. So I think there's less there's less expe- less high expectations for the conference, but I still think that there it'll be a solid conference overall. Yeah, 
Should be fun to watch. All right, let's move to the Big Ten. The Big Ten. Um, <laughs> what is this? Last year before the others joined? Joined, yeah. So... You got one more year. You got. I mean, here's the thing. I think it's well. You could talk about it with a lot of Big Tens mm-hmm. sports. The top of the Big Ten, pretty good. Strong. The middle. There's not really a middle. A little middle. Not very strong. The I would say the middle is very large. Like there's a large number of teams that kind of fit into the middle. Yeah. Because it's the same thing. Wednesday night. You're going on the road. To you're going to yes. Rutgers. Yeah. Like, is Rutgers the best team in the conference? No. By no means are they the best team. Right. But is Rutgers a hard ass place to play? Yeah, absolutely. And well, so, I think when you look at the Big Ten, it's it's so much more spaced out too. Like you, like you just said, like you're going all the way to the East Coast, and then you're coming back, and then you're going wherever. Well, next year will be even more. Then yeah, I I just think sometimes with the Big Ten. It'll it'll almost be sorry to interrupt you. No 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 go go ahead. Uh, it'll almost be. So football, a lot of times it's like, oh my gosh, how is UCLA USC gonna play in Wisconsin in Iowa in October and November when right. it's getting cold? Yeah. For basketball, it's like, heck yeah! If I'm playing at Wisconsin, I'm trying to go to USC. Yeah. It's like. It's an indoor sport. We don't have to play in the cold right. outside for a football game. We're literally traveling to a warm destination in November, in December, in January, when it's five degrees at home at our school, and we get to go to California where it's 65 degrees. It's like, yeah. that is big time. For basketball, it's probably the best case scenario adding all these teams on the West Coast. Yeah. Well, I think it's one of those things, too, where it's the one of the sports, obviously, being the weather has no factor. Obviously, in the gameplay, for sure. In gameplay, obviously, yeah. if you're getting there, you got to get there. But I do think there's probably going to be something I think it might be eye opening for these schools where it's like, hey, if you're in California time and you're going all the way to the East Coast, yes, potentially in a midweek game, I don't know how the schedule is going to work, but like, that's a lot. Yeah, because then know. you're tired. Then you're kind of going back to. I mean, I don't think it plays as big an impact, like you said, yes, as like football does with the weather outside and whatever. But yeah, it will still be very interesting to see how those schools accommodate for that, or not accommodate, but kind of switch over to that. Especially because too, you look at these games like Minnesota last year won what two games, three games, two Probably games about that. They're bad, and it's like, but when they played at home against some teams in the conference, they were only like five or six point underdogs. Mm-hmm. Makes no sense. They still lost by 15 to 20. Exactly, which was a great bet if you would take that. But I'm just saying, like, the spreads, it's still, like, are somewhat close. Yeah, which is sometimes mind-blowing. Yeah, but... All right, so big name coming back, Zach Eady. 100%. The, they played in their first game on Monday, and, I mean, they played Samford, so it wasn't a, no, it was a hard uh, competition. but And he was also a foot taller dang near than anybody on the team yeah but uh i think he's gonna i mean he's gonna have a great year yeah i think he should i mean he's obviously up for discussion for player of the year easily i mean he's three. easily top three i mean there's a lot of other guys that can probably be up there too but i fun, mean fun fact for you there's a guy from yz on purdue uh really yeah oh i didn't know who, who is it Hi, heidi mm-hmm. okay yeah 
And they're bringing back Lawyer, who was a freshman last year. Yeah, so Lawyer sure. and Smith are freshmen, or they were freshmen last year. They both started, so yeah, they have they Some have experience. they have a good combination of experience and young guys. So like, uh, well, this guy played for sure. Gillis. That guy played. Yeah, first played Caleb first. Uh, no, J first. Oh yeah, J first. No, C first. His brother. Yeah, Caleb. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Colvin. Colvin. Yeah, Colvin. Apparently, he's a four-star recruit, and he's very athletic. Got big hit. So, like, they have a good combination of young guys and older guys, which should help them this year. Yeah. Uh, they fall a little bit into the category as you get into March of playing a specific play style that doesn't lend itself to being able to like put away teams early in the tournament. Right. Which obviously last year got them in trouble. Um, whereas if you play a little bit more free flowing style and let the talent and just like sheer athleticism take over, mm -hmm. then obviously you're going to beat the teams that are outmatched. Yeah, but 100%. I mean, in a play style that is very focused on setting up plays and running a lot of sets, then if you can, I mean, you said it, get hot from outside and like stay in the game. The longer the lesser team is in the game and you can start to make some shots then the confidence is just going to go through the roof. And it's like, all right, we can beat these guys. Let's yeah. do it. Well, I think you saw that last year, obviously, with a lot of the ways they played in the uh, in the NCAA tournament. Like, they got down early, and then they had to start making threes, and they couldn't make the threes. And then they had – the defense had a good – or the team had a good game plan for Edie. Mm -hmm. Like, it's, the hard part about Edie is, yes, he's – gonna get some rebounds yes he's gonna get some blocks but he's gonna get a lot of them both he's never gonna grab the ball from like the free throw line and make a move and dribble he's a catch turnaround guy and score it's i mean compared to easier. like the other guys he's not gonna pull out at the free throw line and take a jump shot uh no so it's like i mean for him easier said than done to guard him however 100 it you kind of have to and i mean purdue's done it for a long time but you kind of have to play a certain play style Mm -hmm. With a guy like that, that's probably the reason why he went back to school versus go to going to the NBA. Well, I think if you're getting into that, I don't think his game translates to the NBA. Exactly. So I mean, same kind of thing. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, I still think they're the top of the conference to them and Michigan State. Obviously, Michigan State had a huge slip up first game, but I think they'll obviously come back and be fine. They're returning a few good players too. But I think when you look at it, it's kind of like I was saying before: the top of them are very good. Like Michigan State's a good team. I think Purdue's obviously a very good team. I think Illinois potentially could be up there too with a very good team. Maryland's teetering. You have other teams that are teetering. But the difference is the play style of all these teams, like you just said, is so different than like the ACC where they want to run and go. Like you look at like a team like Wisconsin. They just don't score. They do not want to run and go. But that's like the thing is like a lot of these teams really kind of just want to set up and they're fine scoring 50 points and giving up 46. Mm -hmm. That's fine. But that's the hard part when it gets to tournament time. Then it's like, oh shit, we actually do have to score with this team because they got hot and they got out of the gate hot. Now we have to come back. So Yeah, the difference between the top of the Big Ten of the Purdue, Michigan State, Illinois, 
there's less questions about their roster. Mm-hmm. I mean, as you start to get towards the middle of the Big Ten, of like how you would expect it to finish, yeah. of like Iowa, Michigan, Ohio State, Indiana, like Wisconsin, teams that in the semi-recent past have been pretty successful Mm -hmm. they just have way more question marks on okay they lost one or two of their best players to the nba or to graduation um and so they had to bring guys in or they had to uh develop the guys that they already had and so there's just way more question marks on expectations Mm -hmm outside of the team i mean they might know what they can expect within their team but like outside looking in expectations wise there's just more question marks and that's why they fall into kind of that middle category of well you know they could be good this guy showed flashes last year but will they actually be good nobody really knows until the season actually starts and not only starting but getting into the Big Ten schedule of, yeah. all right, we're playing, Wisconsin's playing Indiana uh, on a Saturday, and then they got to go to Northwestern, and then they play Ohio State. Like, right. I mean, will they win two of those games? They could. They're all kind of evenly matched. They're all in the same category of this middle section of the Big Ten, but you just never know. Yeah, and then it also depends. Obviously, playing at home is a lot easier. Obviously... It'll be a good conference, though. I mean, it'll be a kind of a grinded-out conference. I just don't know, besides, like, Purdue and maybe Michigan State, who has the potential to make a run come the end of the year. In the NCAA tournament? Yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, a fun player to watch. I mean, Northwestern will have, uh, what's his name, Bowie Bowie back? Or, I don't know how to say Boo Bowie. Boo Bowie. He's a fun player to watch. He's a good player. But I think, like you said, I think once you start getting in the Big Ten schedule and they start beating each other up, it becomes very difficult because the style is so similar. And then when you don't play that style or you play a different team that does play a different style, it's kind of a different game style. But Gophers play 31 games, I think. Okay. How many wins? We already have one. Overall. Overall. This is including the non-conference. So you have five wins before we start conference play? Damn, you stopping at six, you're not even giving them nothing after that? <laughs> they have 31 wins. Or 31, 31 games, games, that's why I count. 30, 31 games. Uh, I'm between nine or ten. Whoa! Damn, okay. Nine or ten and 21. We had two wins last year. Two total? No. On the conference. Yeah, the conference. So yeah, I guess yeah, nine is not bad. <laughs> nine or ten total. That should be a two, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. So nine. There you go. I would say that. Oh, this was in the this was in the tournament or the. Uh, this was in the. Big, Big Ten, 10 tournament. tournament. Yeah. yeah. So it's this. So I would say nine or ten heading into postseason. Yeah, that's not good. But like, I mean, go to their schedule again, really quick. Then we'll move on to the next conference. So they have one. They play UTSA. I don't know anything about them, but I would... They're going to lose to Missouri. Yeah, lose. They, they play South Carolina Upstate. I had them that a win. Arkansas Pine Bluff. I had that a win. Lost to San Francisco. 
I don't know anything about New Orleans, but I feel like we could probably beat them. <laughs> lost to Ohio State, lost to Nebraska, probably lose to Florida Gulf Coast after seeing them play Indiana today. Win against one of these two teams, IUPUI or Ball State. Should be both. <coughs> I would say one. Beat Maine, and then they lose to Michigan, Maryland. Who's Indiana, the first team in their Iowa. schedule in the Big Ten conference they beat? Uh, <laughs> at home against Wisconsin? No. No. At home against Iowa? I would say at home against Northwestern. No, no, not no, not Northwestern. I don't even think Northwestern. Uh, I was going to say Rutgers probably at home. <laughs> Sunday the 18th. Yeah, of February. That means they don't, that means they're 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 9 10 11. They're 0 and 11 in the conference. I I think they'll I actually do think I think they'll somehow Goodness beat either gracious. Iowa or Wisconsin at home or Northwestern those three games, but they'll go 1 and whatever that well, was. So one how, ten. how many total wins do you think they have? Oh, they, I think they have 6. Oh, so less than me. Okay. I think they'll somehow. Well, and you're surprised at nine. Or San 10 Francisco. For me? No, I, well, yeah, that's. I thought it was high. Oh, gotcha. So. All right. Anyway, so we got to move on to the Big Twelve. Um, all right, Big Twelve first year with Houston and Cincinnati and BYU and UCF. So the teams have shifted over from the athletic or the American athletic. American, yeah, athletic. Uh, and BYU. But um, how do we think the Big 12 is going to shake out? Um, I know you love Houston. I'm very excited to see Houston play Kansas and Baylor and Texas in the conference. Yeah, well, I, and I think, to be honest, I, I do think this helps Houston in the long run in the tournament because I think what happens with Houston is they kind of beat up on all their team, the old teams. And then they get to the tournament, and yes, they win the first game. Yes, they win the second game. But then when they actually play a good team, it's like, oh, shit, that team's very good. Yeah, I don't... I think this is good for them. I think they need to play teams like Cincinnati. I think they need to play... I mean, Houston-Kansas will be a very, very good game. And I think I think Baylor's okay. I think Baylor will have some growing pains. I think they're only... They have a very young team. They lost a lot of guys. But, like, Texas, you have the kid from uh, Oral Roberts. Yep. Point guard. But you obviously lost Marcus Carr and stuff, but... I mean, the team to beat is Kansas, easily. Kansas is probably everyone's favorite to win the whole thing. Yes, I would agree you with that. You bring in Hunter Dickinson, it's not hard. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I want to circle back to Houston for a, a tiny bit here. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that being in the conference will necessarily help them or hurt them in the NCAA tournament. Because I think that... I mean, they've showed in the last five years they don't really have any problems. I would say it, they usually get hit with the injury bug just at a very unfortunate timing. Um, but I think being in the Big 12 will obviously help them just in terms of like being in a better conference. And also, like you have a much better recruiting pitch of, hey, we're in the Big 12. Basically, the mecca of college basketball the last handful of years and we're playing all the best teams in the country so if you want to play against the best then come to houston right 
Well, and I think it just, yeah, I mean, obviously playing in a better conference, your losses aren't as drastic as losing to a random team in your conference that's not ranked. Like, if you go to if you go to Baylor and you lose to Baylor or Texas, it's a lot, quote-unquote, better loss than losing to whoever you just played. Yeah, it's, it's easier to look at the loss as a positive of, okay, yes, we might not have played our best game, but we can take away positives even though we lost the game. Yeah. Well, I think they have a lot of good players. I mean, Jamal Sheed is, Shed is back. Shed, yeah. They got a recruit in LJ Cryer from, from Baylor. Yeah. I think it's funny because these Baylor guys keep transferring to Houston. That's right next door. Well, they want to stay in Texas, but they don't. I mean, here's the thing. If you're a guy who recruits and you're from Texas and you want to stay close to Texas, like, you want to play for the Houston coach. He just is a good player. He's a good player's coach. He's awesome. And he's the only guy that can rock sweatpants on the bench. And there's uh, sweatpants with a polo. Tucked in polo. Yeah, I love it. Uh, Their strength coach is also a boss. Yeah, they're just a good team. I mean, they have a lot of good players. They're very athletic. The difference, what makes them so special and fun to watch is like they actually play defense. Like they're they're defensive minded. They're a good combination. They're just tough. Yeah, they're a tough team to beat. They're a tough team to play against. So. I think they'll give Kansas a little run. I mean, it'll be fun games to watch, but when Kansas plays at home at Allen Fieldhouse, it's tough to play. Pretty much game over. Yeah, that's the toughest place to play. So so do you think Kansas runs away with the conference? Um, I think Kansas is up there. I think it'll be very interesting. I think Texas could make a little push, too. I think Texas will be very interesting to watch. They've had some off-season issues. Wait, 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 what? Legal issues. Oh, yeah, but those yeah, those get squared away. Um, <laughs> But I, I do think, uh, what's the point guard's name for them? Is he one of the, who's the legal issues with? On Texas? Yeah. It's not that Tyrese Hunter kid. That uh, played for them a lot during the tournament. No, I don't think so. I think they, I think the guy's not on the team anymore. Oh, see ya. Um, and then you bring in, obviously, a great scorer in Max uh, Abrams or Abrams or whatever his last name is. Ace Smith. Great player. So, I mean, it'll be fun to watch. I think they're a fun team to watch. I think this conference potentially could have eight to nine teams that make the tournament. Yes. That, I, mean, I would say this conference should is be the powerhouse conference. usually the one that will produce more tournament teams. Yeah. Should be fun to watch. So... You have Kansas. I have Kansas, yes. And I still then, have Kansas. And then Texas? No, I have Kansas, Houston, Texas. But I think the two, I think both of those teams, you could make a push to take over Kansas. I do. I think Houston could take the leap, and I also think Texas could take the leap. Mm-hmm. But I, I just don't know how you pick against Kansas. Like, they got better. It's going to be tough. They got better. Also, first game, Dewan Harris, zero shot attempts, 10 assists. He doesn't have to shoot. No, he doesn't. And here's the thing, it's too. It's awesome. Bill Self is and, unbelievable. And they'll say that he's their most important player and yeah. literally took zero shots the whole game. Well, he was game. the guy that um, last year, yeah, Bill Self came out and said it because he was like, when he got hurt, he had like an ankle injury one game against a good team. I think it was against Texas. And when he went out, the team had like no idea how to go. Exactly. So it was like, yeah, if he yeah. doesn't play. Yeah, he's very important. Yeah. Okay, let's move on. Pac-12. Okay. Uh... This will be an interesting conference this year. I think it's been dominated. Uh, well, obviously, well, first thing, 
last basically last year this conference. Yeah, this conference. As is with football. However, it's been dominated by Arizona and UCLA, honestly, the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Uh, UCLA lost a lot of guys. They lost pretty much all their guys. Uh, they they still have their center, who was the freshman of the year last year. Yeah, but they lost like Jalen Clark, Tiger Campbell. Yep. They lost, who was the guy? Jaime Hawkins. Yeah. Yeah, they lost Who most of the guys. Who was the guy that played for UCLA two years ago that was just the pure shooter? Is he in the NBA? Johnny Juzang. Yeah. Is he playing anywhere? Uh, he was on uh, Utah. That's crazy. Those guys are so good. Yeah. But, yeah, I think this well, will Johnny be... Well, Johnny Juzang went to Kentucky first, then he transferred to UCLA, balled out, and then... Went to the NBA. Went to the NBA and hasn't been able to get on before. Yeah. But anyways, but... back to the Pac-12. Uh, Arizona, strong. Yeah. USC brought in the Young Bucks to pair with the uh, Boogie Ellis. Yeah, Boogie Ellis, I was very good. I mean, I, they, I mean, obviously, Bronny James is up there, but they also have like Dennis Rodman's son or something. We'll shit. see if Bronny is able to play. Yeah, I know he wants to play. Yeah, but I mean, I think when you look at it though on paper and just by the names, potentially, you're like, oh, USC would be so fun to watch because they have all these young, talented, fun guys to watch. Yeah, they have Isaiah Collier. Yeah, he's supposed to be better. He's friggin' awesome. But that's what I'm saying. So it's also just one of those things like, are they able to take that step for the longest time of the season? I mean, you kind of look at it come the end of the year, freshmen, there's some freshmen who excel, and there's a lot of freshmen who it's like, damn, this is a big stage. I don't think necessarily for these guys, but I think they're obviously one of the most fun teams. They will be one of the most fun teams to watch. I don't think that they're scared of the spotlight. No, I don't think they are either. I mean, I think it will be very interesting. You have, obviously, uh, Boogie Ellis is very good. He's a very good player. And so now you got these young guys. It seems like he's been in college for forever. A lot of these guys have. That's what you do. Boogie, it seems like he's been. Because he didn't even start at USC. Yeah, we'll see. I'm pretty sure where did he start? Kentucky? Did he even play at Kentucky though? Uh I don't know if he even played that much at Kentucky. I'm pretty Barely. sure he was at Kentucky first though. Everyone goes to Kentucky for a little bit. Yeah. Uh Caleb Love on Arizona will be interesting. Yeah. I mean they have the big guy back. Uh what's the Umar. Yeah. I think Caleb Love here's the Umar thing. Umar Balo. Caleb Love is a great player. Don't get me wrong, but I just don't know. Dude, people probably People might love playing with him, but he's kind of a selfish guy. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what we talked about North Carolina before, and that's kind of where North Carolina ran into those problems where it was like, hey, we're trying to play team ball, and you're playing street ball. Yeah. Like literally street ball. Mm-hmm. So hopefully they can get that figured out. Arizona's a fun team to watch, but also a team that sometimes where come tournament time, they just don't step up. But we'll see. should be a good conference. It should be a good last year of this conference. Yeah. I feel like... The Pac-12 definitely uh, brings in a lot of transfers and or loses a lot of transfers. Yeah, because like you said before, who wouldn't want to go to the West Coast? Exactly. Who wouldn't want to go to UCLA? Who wouldn't want to go to USC? Uh, Even Colorado's decent. Did you know that the big dog from From TCU transferred to Colorado? Well, he was the one that didn't play in the tournament, wasn't he? I don't think he did, yeah. I don't think he played in the tournament because there was that issues with the coach. Jamie Dixon, wasn't it? He had like issues where he said some stuff at practice. I don't know. He almost got like kicked off the team. I don't know. He definitely didn't play in the tournament because that was like a huge story. 
No, I don't remember. But yeah, so he's at Colorado. Colorado is a <laughs> Colorado's a football school. Now they are. Yeah, but we'll see. I mean, like you said, it's kind of the cool last year of this. But there's only really... I mean, Arizona's obviously the powerhouse. USC will be very fun to watch. I think UCLA might surprise some people. Yeah, they got a good team. It'll just be interesting to see how They're they very progress. Young. Very young. they got a great coach, though. That's what they need. Yeah, so they do have a very good coach. See what happens. And hopefully they can focus on the defense because that's how they're going to win games, at least at the beginning. Yeah, they usually can. They're usually defensive-oriented. Very defensive-oriented. So, okay. Uh, last one, SEC for the big ones. Um, what do you think? Yeah, I think it will be always the same story. I think the SEC is the Kentucky. one conference with Kentucky where it's like, we talked about this pre-show, but like Kentucky will literally be the one team who every single year goes through that downspurt. And then everyone's like, oh. Towards the beginning. Towards of the, the beginning of the year. And then everyone's like, oh, but they're so young. They're whatever. And then all of a sudden, it's like come middle of the year, they have a huge win and they flip it. Mm-hmm. And then it's like they flipped. And so... Obviously, that's not the most ideal way to do it, but I think they've been doing that for every single year. Yeah, some years they don't have the lull, um, but you might even argue that having the lull actually benefits them if it's early enough and not too long. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I, I still think this conference is one of those teams where, like, I don't know. They just seem like they like the same thing kind of with Tennessee. Like I think Tennessee's a great team, but I just I just don't know about them. I think they'll be a fun conference to watch. They have a lot of good teams. I mean, you look at like is Alabama going to be good? Maybe they just love to huck up three, so they can get hot at any point. The but, dude from NDSC was legit. Yeah, the big dude. Yeah, the guy that can fly. Yes. Yeah. All the above. Yeah. And he dominated in their first game. What's his name? Grant. Grant Nelson. Yeah. Yeah. He is good. I think quite good. Yeah. And so, I mean, it, it'll be fun to watch them. I mean, they're obviously they had a lot of good players last year who left. Obviously, Brandon Miller and all them. But mm-hmm. Nate Oates, good coach. I just think when you watch some of them play, it's like they rely so much on the jump shot slash three-pointer that it's just like if you go cold, you're screwed. Yeah. But Arkansas will be fun to watch. Kentucky. Texas A&M is the one team that people are very excited about. Who's that point guard? Wade Taylor. Wade Taylor. The yeah. fourth? Yeah. The fifth? The sixth? Whatever it is. Yeah, I the believe fourth. it's fourth. Ivy? Yep. Yeah, fourth. Yeah, he's a good player. He's a good player. So, see what happens. Um, oh, I didn't realize that Talon Cooper from Minnesota went to South Carolina. The point card guy? Yeah. The, the one f- that couldn't shoot. Big guy? I mean, he was... I believe number 55, so in terms of big number, yes, but he couldn't shoot, and he was our point guard. So, anyways. Um, that's crazy. He went to a team that's, well, we were also going to finish last. Um, but, yeah, that's <laughs> interesting. It's SEC, baby. Yeah, it is SEC, and it's a lot nicer down there than yeah, weather-wise than up here. For sure. So. Uh, so, how many teams from this conference... And who's your... I'm going to say seven or eight. Who's your pick to win the conference? Uh, my team to win the conference is... The regular season. I'm going to go with Kentucky. Okay. I like Kentucky. I think they'll figure it out. Like I just said, they turn it on at some point. They have freak athletes every single year. 
So, see what happens. Okay. Uh, your team, Tennessee. It's hard to bet against Tennessee. But Texas A&M. I like Texas A&M. Yeah, I was going to say, Texas A&M is up there. I think the hard part is like, and from our I like old, Buzz Williams. And our good old game sweats the most out of any coach in all of basketball. I will say this. The one thing that's frustrating about Tennessee is they had so many games last year where they came out and they just laid it dead. Scored like 50 points. Tennessee? Tennessee. Yeah. They were the most frustrating team to either bet on or bet with because it was like, oh, if they get hot. But then they would also have games where they would win 85 to 38. Yeah. Like the other team won score. And they, it was like, what's they, going on? They seem to run into uh, more offensive droughts than other teams. And you're like, why is this teams. happening? Yeah. So they have a good team. I mean, obviously their point card guy's back, but. I'm going with the team that has the best player on the court, most likely every time they're stepping onto it. Wade Taylor? Yeah. yeah. He's fun to watch too. He's a dog. Yeah, he can score. Bang, bang. Okay. Uh, is there any other teams you want to talk about? Um, it'll be interesting to see. Like, I mean, you look at the team, like Gonzaga. Gonzaga's always in this conversation. Gonzaga's always in this conversation. Um, you could I argue. think Creighton will be up there too. Yeah, I mean, you can start with what is that conference? The WAC? No, Gonzaga. The one that's Creighton's in, the Big East. Oh, you, the Big East is a better conference. Yeah. In terms of in terms of the uh, in terms of where to start with the other teams, you got to start with the Big East. So you got Creighton, you got Marquette. Uh, Villanova, UConn, back to back. UConn. Yeah, I think you have a lot of great teams. So like those Providence are the, is no slouches, but yeah, those are the teams that you got to start with in the kind of other group. You mm-hmm. could almost consider it like a top six conference wise. Um, but then I mean, the my question to you is: Florida Atlantic had a great year last year. They obviously FAU. Yeah, yeah. They played very well. In the NCAA tournament, shocked a lot of people. Yeah, um, and they basically have their whole team back. Correct. They had zero people transfer out, mm-hmm. which is shocking. Uh, how do you think they do this year? Um, well, I think they, I think they still excel. I think this year might be a little bit different, but I mean, bringing back everyone, you in, average in what way? I think they'll easily win their conference. And yeah. I think they will make the NCAA tournament. Do I think they'll make a magical run? I don't know. Do make... you think they'll win two games in the NCAA tournament? I do. Okay. I do. I think they'll win at least two games in the NCAA tournament. I think they will be ranked in the top 25 come the NCAA tournament. Um, but I just think it's just interesting. I think, the, I think it's just about getting hot at the right time. Obviously, bringing back everyone is obviously very important. Um, so I think if you look at it, you have to basically project them to win their conference, um, the American conference. So they got some good games, though. I mean, they play Bryant is always a fun team to watch. They score a lot of points. Then you have Illinois, very good. Charleston last year was made a little push. Yeah, I like the Charleston boys. They play Arizona. That's a good game. But then obviously you look at their conference play. Like they, I don't, they don't have anyone that they're going to play. Like Wichita State maybe, mm-hmm. Memphis at Memphis. But... I think they'll run away with that conference, but I do think they'll win at least one or two games. I don't think they'll have a storybook as last year. Okay. I think last year was kind of their okay. 
Last year was the peak. And it was fun to watch them. I mean, they came to the... I mean, the thing about it is once you get from... What is there, 64 teams? 68? 68 total, yes. And then there's the play, whatever. So once you get down after you get... Once you get to the 16, Sweet 16, I think your name kind of gets thrown out and, like, you can play. Right? Like, any of those guys can play. Yep, definitely. So, there it is. They do, like, the little re-rank of the Sweet 16 and it's like, well, you know... I mean, yes, there's probably a handful of teams that are a little bit better above the rest, but like team 6 to 14, they're pretty close. Yeah, 100%. Usually. Well, I think it's always just, it doesn't even matter at that point. Like, sure, you're the number one team compared to this team, but the team also has just as much momentum as you do. That's right. So... And there's something to say about that. Okay, uh, I think that's good for college basketball today. Yeah, wrap it up. So let's do our smash don't pass yeah, quick for me. NFL here. Jesus. Quarterback, who's your pick? My quarterback this uh, week. Wait, so, uh, side note, two and one last week for your boy. I think I was one and two. Okay. Should All right. Anyways. Uh, quarterback. Quarterback this week, Jared Goff, plays the Chargers at home. Coming off their bye. Projected 16.1. He's averaging 17.3. And he's at home. I like that. He's a different guy when he plays at home. Dump it off to my boy, Jamia. Uh, I'm going to go Geno Smith. If it doesn't happen this week, the Seahawks are not in a good place. He's projected 15.8. The Seahawks play the Commanders, who... Traded away their top two defensive linemen. Traded away their whole team. A lot of their guys. So, I mean, 15.8. He struggled last year. watch that weather report. Uh, it's raining. It's already raining. They already know what Sunday's coming. Uh, well. There it is. No, no, no. There it is. Gino. Ball out, baby. <laughs> Come on now. Get you, what do you see? 15.6? 15.8, baby. 15.8. Just get 16. Uh, my running back, Brees Hall, New York Jets. Plays against the Raiders, who are probably the worst rush defense in the world, which is crazy because their defense is actually getting better. But only projected 15.7. Had 10 points last game. Caught four balls. I mean, he's the guy. Also, Zach Wilson is so bad. That he just, is their offense, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, my running back, Ramondre Stevenson. He's projected 13.8. The Patriots. Colts. Uh, they play the Colts. Is that Germany? Early. Or London. Oh, it's in Germany. Germany. It's in Frankfurt. Uh, and so... Accent. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that was a German accent. <laughs> I don't know what that was. I'm going to have to workshop that. Yeah. But uh, so they play in Germany. I don't know if I necessarily want to get up and watch this game. But I do think Romandre gets their team on it. He's starting to, starting to get after it a little bit. Got a couple catches each week. Sometimes a big run. 13.8, that's week. easy. Yeah, I think Well, I think the thing with Ramondre too quickly is like Mac Jones can't really throw the ball, and so he loves dumping it down, so that's yeah. great. He doesn't have time to throw the ball, yeah. so he just dumps it down. But that game also is going to be terrible to watch. Awful, yeah, um, wide receiver. My wide receiver pass catcher, C.D. Lamb, 18.6. Dak has been absolutely cooking yeah, he of has. lately. He's been dominating. Playing the Giants, who, as we've seen, can't move the ball, so most balls, they'll probably oh, get the possessions in the offensive the offensive zone, so Dak's back. Hopefully, balls out, gives it to CD. I hope CD gets 
I'm going to preface that. If you guys are in our fantasy league, you know why? Just 18.7. Uh, the thing about CD is the Cowboys might be winning by 50 points after the first quarter. So then, obviously, they wouldn't need to throw the ball. Yeah, defense might get 40. Yeah, they quite possibly could. Uh, my wide receiver is Chris Godwin. He's projected 13.5. The Buccaneers play the Titans, who are a pass-funnel defense. Fun fact for you. Pass-funnel? Yes, that mean? which means they want you to pass the ball. <laughs> they, they are very good against the run. Exactly. So they stop the run, they make you pass the ball, and then they're just trying to bend, don't break. Yeah. Well, they got rid of their best cornerback and Kevin Baird or whatever to the Eagles. Yeah, so safety. Like safety. Yeah, yeah. But, so that in combination of might be a pretty ugly game, but rookie quarterback on the other side might give it away one once or twice, which means an extra possession or two. And, I mean, 13.5. Come on, Chris Godwin. You're my guy. Yeah, there you go. Those are smashed on pass. Yep. All right, dog of the week. Woof, woof. I'm taking the Jags plus three over the Niners at home. Jags are very good. Jags are 6-2 and two going into the bye. Niners have not been very good. Obviously, Niners, yes, getting Chase Young will help. but This would be four losses in a row for the 49ers. I said this before. I know a lot of my family, now family, new family, is very big Niner fans. You can have as good a defensive line as you want. If you never get pressure on the quarterback, it doesn't matter how good your defense is. You get ripped apart. And they are probably the least amount. They are actually last in the league. Uh, pressuring the quarterback, like rough, like blitzes, eighteen percent. Oh well, yeah, they they think that they don't have to blitz. Right, but you do. You have to. You got to give them different looks. Yeah, you got to just show it. Uh, my dog of the week is gonna be the Cardinals. It might Whoa! Be, it might be surprising. Whoa! Consider, That's their two wins. Considering this will be their second win, right? <laughs> it would be yes. Holy they are one shit. and eight. But these are the reasons why I think the Cardinals might do it. One, they're one-point underdog. So, pretty close. Pretty close. But they're still underdogs. They're at home. Likely getting James Conner back. He ain't even the person you should be talking about getting back. That I just wanted to start with him because the bigger piece that they're getting back is Kyler Murray. Literally, all Kyler has done is win. I mean, that... He said it in the press conference, but it's actually true. I mean, he was picked number one because they stunk. And then literally they were, they moved to a halfway decent team. Yeah. So all he does is win. They play the Falcons who literally just lost to the Vikings, which I'm very happy about, but you have to look at it realistically. They lost to... The previous Arizona Cardinals quarterback, yeah, who didn't even know anything that was going on, and now you get a better Arizona Cardinals quarterback. I mean, do you think it'll be different? Cause the Falcons new just coach? stink. Well, also, if we want to get into details about the Falcons, they stink because their coach doesn't know how to play their best players. Yes, exactly. So he doesn't know how to play Bijan. He doesn't know how to get the ball to Kyle Pitts. He doesn't know any of this stuff, and I don't get it. I don't think that that's going to change in one week. No, I don't think it's going to change this his whole tenure. He's there. Yeah, it does, and it makes no sense. You have all these guys, but it's bad. I will say this: that line we're doing this on a Tuesday. Once Kyler Murray is confirmed starting, no, it, it's already confirmed. it has to change. It's already confirmed. The line has to change. It's already confirmed. Well, the line, yeah, that's crazy because the line has to change by the time of game, or people would be dumb not to take that because it's at home. 
I mean, I don't know. They went 7-0, and basically. The only difference was with uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. An old DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, all right, there you have it. Um, eliminator. Yeah, give it the shout-out. Uh, no. We have a winner. And then there was one. Yeah. Uh, made it nine weeks. You can keep going if you want. No, I want her to keep going. Yes. So my sister, Lydia, won the Eliminator. Yeah. Congratulations. Um, she's been getting very sporty. Yeah, you've said this before, which is interesting. Yeah, it was a little bit of a surprise, but I'm very happy about it. Yeah, it's good. Going to Vikings bars for the games. She lives in Boston. Texting me about sports. Yeah. It's like, wow, we are related. Yeah. I'm just kidding. There is there is hope. But it, I like it. And, I mean, I feel like this just, like, amplifies that she's just got to keep going. Yeah. No, you have to keep going. If you could go perfect the whole year, that would be... Well, I, I meant keep going, like, keep getting more sporty. Well, yeah, that too. But I'm saying if you could go the whole and year... And also keep going in the Eliminator. If you could go the whole year... Whew. Yeah. That is crazy. No, I, I mean... I'm going to make her keep going until she gets one wrong Yeah, to see how far she can get. Now it's getting tough, though. The teams might get a little tougher. But, yes, congratulations. You're the winner. Shout out to you. We'll be in touch. Sounds like you are. are. Yes, (laughs) we are, obviously, uh, in touch quite frequently. But, you know, we'll, uh, we'll be in touch on what you win. Yeah, there you go. Bang, bang, bogey. All right. Uh, What do we got? For fave four? I don't have nothing. Uh, we're going to do fave four. Um, fave four. Think about this. We'll do chips. I don't think okay. we've done chip that. Chip flavor. Yeah, chip flavors. Like... Yeah, I mean, you got to say a specific chip. Yeah. Heads or tails? Tails. Heads. I think I've lost like the last five. Um, not not fave fours, but I think I've lost Damn. the last five flips. You know what? I'll go second. Okay. Put the pressure on you because I know you have two in your mind right now. I'm going to go with... Uh, and you're probably going to read me because I don't even know the name of one of these. Or the brand. But no, I can describe what it looks like. Yeah, the Dutch Crutch. That was the kettle, them, the kettle cooked jalapeno. Dutch, yeah. Oh, that's yours? Yeah. Jalapeno. The old Dutch. Yeah, the old Dutch. Black bag, green lettering. Yeah, I'm going to take... That's uh, one of the only chips... That you could eat a whole bag in in one sitting. Because I have. Multiple times. Yeah, I, uh, not one city. No, not one city. One, uh, like, one day. Yeah, yeah. Not, I'm not saying like you sat down for lunch, but um, yes. my picks are I'm going to go Doritos Purple Bag. Um, see, I don't even know the flavor. I can't even think of the flavor right now. But Purple Bag, you know what it is. And then the second one is the uh, Garden Salsa Sun Chips. are literally my favorite chips. Red Bag, not the Orange Bag. Do not come at me with that BS Orange Bag. That, like, you get on a Delta plane, the red bag. Actually, the last Delta flight I took had the red bag. What? Yeah. For real? Yeah, dead serious. Damn. 
but they ran out, so they only had it for the first round. Oh, that's kind of disappointing. Uh, okay, I'm going to go Ruffles, Cheddar Sour Cream. Mm-hmm. Strong second pick. Um, and then I'm going to go with... Mm, I'm going to go with... It's kind of hard. I mean, once you get those extremely strong picks in there, yeah, it's very tough. Then it just kind of opens up. Um, I'll go with uh, shoot, regular Doritos. The red bag. Um. Um. Wow. Did not expect that one. It's better than blue bag. No chance. Yes, it is. Dude, the nacho? Yes. Oh, those are ass. No, they are not. Oh, no, Chris. A little walking taco action? What? Um, Just saying. I was between the the two, but I went red. Okay, we have one more pick if you want to do the double dip. Um, I can't double dip two Doritos. <laughs> Mine is going to be the uh, Dutch. No, it's is it Dutch? I'm going to go Dutch, actually. Old Dutch kettle cooked. Old Dutch kettle cooked barbecue. I think it's actually a white bag. I'm talking about the white bag. I'm talking about just kettle cooked, not old Dutch. It's a white bag oh, what the? barbecue. Uh, and then I'm going to go with. That's Lay's, dog. No, 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 no. Look it up. It's called kettle cooked. Kettle cooked. It might be Lay's, but it's kettle cooked. Uh, yeah, kettle cooked Lay's. Kettle. No. That? That's literally white bag. Oh, yeah. Those are it. We'll go with those. I didn't actually mean that. I thought it was the other <laughs> And then I'm just going to go You're with You're sticking with that terrible answer? I... This is what's crazy. Oh, is if no. you pick Doritos nacho cheese over that, you just don't even know chips. Doug, you don't even want that choice, but you're sticking with no, it. No, because it's a, it's, a, it's a different color bag. I'll figure it out. Um, And then I'm just going to go. You know what? I'm going to go with your plain old Lay's potato chip. Shout out Sean Morris. I know you're listening. He loves Regular? Those. Yeah. Basic. Oh, my goodness. Um, I'm going to go... With, um, man, there's a lot of different directions I could go. I'm gonna go with, hmm, man, oh man, I don't like. No, sorry, you were right. Dutch Crunch Mesquite Barbecue. (laughs) That's what I'm changing to. That's. Oh, yeah, now you're changing. That's a white bag, bro. That's black, that's a black bag. bag. That's literally the same brand that... Actually, this is... No, that's, that my, that's too specific. Uh, that my first pick was. Yeah. Jalapeno cheddar. All right, what's your last pick? My last pick is going to be... Uh, we're going to go with... Uh, Cheetos. Regular or flaming hot? 
regular. The flaming hot's too hot for me. What? You have a jalapeno in there. Yeah, but those, those are similar. Way better. No. All right. So what are your four? Doritos, Red Bag, Dutch Crunch, <laughs> Mesquite Barbecue. Well, my second pick was the Garden Salsa Sun Chips, Red Bag, and then just Lay's Potato Chips. All right. So say your four again, because you. What do you mean? Said the wrong Doritos. Doritos Purple Bag. No. <laughs> I'm going to leave it in there because it's funny. What did I say? You said Doritos Red Bag. Oh, definitely not. <laughs> Sorry, I was looking at True Purple Colors bag. comes out. No, I would rather. All right. Doritos Purple Bag. Yep. Uh, Garden Salsa Red Bag. Mm-hmm. And then you have the Dutch Crunch Mesquite Barbecue Black Bag. Then you have Lay's Potato Chips. I think they're yellow bags still. <laughs> yeah. The OG <laughs> original all air. Uh, my four is Dutch Crunch, Jalapeno Cheddar, Black Bag with the Green Lettering. I got Ruffles, Cheddar and Sour Cream. I got Doritos, Red Bag, Nacho Cheese. And then I have Cheetos, Regular. Crunchy. The little ass bags. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah. those are the four. I'm surprised no one said Pringles. Those used to smack back in the day. All right, y'all. Peace. That's it. See ya.